1: Welcome to this special episode of the Championship Roundtable, where we'll be focusing on the latest developments at Leeds United and Barnsley. As you can tell, I am not James or Louie. I'm the returning host from last season, Jake Jackman, coming back from my role upstairs producing the podcast to to host today. Uh, I'm joined by Kevin Markey, the editor of Leeds United Mad, and also by his counterpart, Rob Miles, the editor of Barnsley Mad. Just kick straight off with the news. I will start with you on this one, Kevin. Um, So you're on the podcast on Sunday and he seemed to be a little bit down about events at Leeds, but it didn't seem to be pointed towards the sacking of uh, Thomas Christensen. Are you you supportive of the move to sack him, or did it come as a bit of a surprise to you?
0: Yeah, both really, Jake. Uh, Slightly surprised, because I thought the owner owner might have uh, stayed with him for the last uh, 16 games or so of the season. Um, I think he wanted to divide himself from the previous regime of sacking managers sort of willy-nilly, and I, I think he didn't really want to do it to be honest, um, but after the run of form we've had sort of from Boxing Day, when we've not really won a game in about six, I think he thought something had to be done with 16 games to go, so I think it was a calculated move on his part, because I think he still believes that the playoffs are reachable, but obviously not with Thomas Christensen, so I think he made a quick decision... Uh, I had a quick look around to see who was available and obviously went to get his man and straight away, more or less.
1: Yeah, just looking at the table, Leeds are currently in temps, uh, seven points off the playoffs uh, and in the sixth position here with Bristol City. So have been on a bit of a bad run since the Capital One Cup semi-finals. You can sort of see whats what's been going on there. You know, it's, it, the, the playoffs mm. are still achievable in the, the, the my, mind of the owner and... Uh, so yeah. I understand from that point of view, uh, when a decision was made, uh, some of the names linked to uh, Steve McLaren was a notable one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> d- did you have any thoughts on who you wanted to get in and are you quite pleased with the appointment of Bottom?
0: I think Steve McLaren uh, does gets uh, he he gets linked with every club available when when the job becomes available so and he was at the game on Saturday as well so people were putting two and two together but he apparently he was a guest of one of the uh, coaches and he was just watching the game like he does because he does he does live quite locally anyway but yeah uh, there weren't many names on the on the list that really uh, uh so I took my fancy. We had Gordon Strachan, who always said he's a lead legend, by the way. He's Gordon. He always says he'd, ne- he'd never come back in any capacity because he doesn't want to tarnish the the reputation he made whilst he was a player. So you can understand that with Gordon. I don't. I don't think he'd ever want to come back and be a failure. And then everybody just remembers him as being a failure. So I, I don't think he, he'd ever. Consider coming back to Leeds in any capacity, there was um, Simon Grayson obviously again another another former manager who were left under a cloud as well when Ken Bates was the owner. Uh, they reckon he could should be given another chance, but I think he's tarnished his image a little bit by leaving Preston for Sunderland, and I think you know i don 't think Leeds considered him, really, to to come back. And then there was Paul Clement. Um, Marco Silva was mentioned, but I don't think he'd dropped down to the championship. I don't think they were ever interested in speak to, speaking to him anyway. And then there was a guy called Hans Wolf who um, uh, he's only 36, and he'd just been sat by Stuttgart. And I think he was too similar, really, to the Thomas Christian model, and I don't think they wanted to go there again. So that left um, obviously Paul Heggenbottom, who obviously just signed a, con- a new rolling contract with Barnsley, but they did have a release clause in the contract, interestingly enough, which makes you wonder why they actually uh, agreed to that. But obviously um, Andre uh, Raziani must have uh, knew about it um, um, and and paid what was required to speak to Heggenbottom for the job. and He seemed to get the man that he wanted, basically.
1: Yeah, just reading the report now, it, it says the release clause was 500,000, which doesn't seem a great deal in this, in this market, especially for a manager. And I th- I always think that managers are under, undervalued and, and a good one is worth their weight in gold. So that's, it's going to be interesting to see how he does that. Just bouncing over to you, Rob. Um, there's a Barnsley, uh, statement saying they were shocked at the, shocked at the exit of Heck Bottom after he just signed a new contract. Um, especially just come after a week I like, Is that, a, sort of a, a common view in the, in the Barnsley supporters?
2: Um, it's it's been a very mixed reaction, really. I think I think neutral fans have a better opinion picking button than what than what we do. Um, it's you know we've we've won one of his last sixteen games. I think there is a few people thinking he might be sort of heading for the chop if results didn't improve, especially with with the new owners in. You know they might want their own man. I think the fact that the current Barnsley manager has left the club isn't sort of like the issue. With those supporters, it's the fact that Barnsley-born Paul Heckingbottom, who prior to the last Barnsley Leeds meeting claimed that he hated Leeds because he was from Barnsley, and he signed a new contract four days ago, would then suddenly walk out to join Leeds as manager. I think that's sort of sort of what's um, sort of hit the hit the Barnsley supporters. Is it was only a few weeks ago he was saying about about his new contract when it was in the pipeline. There's going to be offered one that you know this. This wasn't just a club for him, this was his life. You know, It wasn't just a job that he had, he, he loved the club. So it's almost like, you know, it's, it's a bit disbelief, really. But at the same time, I think there's a bit of disbelief as, as to why Leads want him with, with, with the run that we're on. Um, we, we don't like scoring, We've, we're dropping down the league like a stone. So I think it was a bit, sort of a bit shocked, but I also think he's been looking for 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 a way out for a while. I think every championship vacancy that's come up so far this season, Hekkenbottom's been one of the sort of favourites for with the bookies and he's been asked about it in press conferences and he's he's sort of like not not denied that he'd go there. I think this just reaffirms the view that, you know, I think he's probably been looking for a way out and the fact we've got Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. Had we lost that with him in charge, would he have been pushed? You know, would he have been sacked? So you know, I think I think he might have jumped before he's has been pushed it's just I think just the fact that you know Bounzerborn Paul Heckingborn has has walked out of the club is what um is what has annoyed most supporters today.
1: The what the one view I have of Barnes they haven't followed the championship really uh, very closely last season uh was was the way you sort of rose you, you got promotion you rose from quite a low position in league one if i remember correctly after the uh second of lee john or after lee johnson uh, went to uh, bristol city won the Je- uh, johnson's paint trophy and then carried that momentum into the championship had a really really good start but then in the january window you sold a lot of your uh, best players sam winnell connor horahan just two of those um do you think maybe there's an argument that he has done a really good job this season just stabilising you, even though you are close to the and you're not in it currently? Do you think that's still quite a good job considering he has lost quite a lot of the team that maybe made, he made his name with?
2: I, I mean, it's it's, it's, no, it's no lie that he's, he's had a tough, it's been a tough job for him. I mean, and he's been very outspoken in the fact that we had to sell players last January. He's been quite vocal in that, that we sold players and he didn't want them selling. He's been very, very vocal in the January window. Uh, throughout it, saying that he wanted players in before a certain point, and they've not come in, and, and to be honest, I think the players he signed in the summer he sort of hinted he didn't really want them. That's all we could afford. Um, so I mean, it's has been no doubt that it's been it's been tough for us for, for him. And I mean, the start of the season, our goal is to stay up. So if we finish in the position we're in now come May, we'll probably be happy because I mean, the, some of the clubs in this league, it's it, it's quite staggering. But I just think. A lot of his decisions in the last few weeks have been quite baffling. We've had, you know, wingers playing in the centre midfield, centre midfielders played on the wing, full-backs in central defence, central defenders at full-back. A lot of people have been quite, like, baffled. Substitutions as well. It, honestly, um, I think Leeds fans might say this, it's, it doesn't seem to make a change before about the 68th minute, um, even though it's crying out obvious that we need change. So I, I think the fans really do appreciate the job is done. I know a lot of people say how you know he won the Johnson's Paint Trophy. We got promoted, but we were already in the Johnson's Paint Final when he got appointed. We'd won six in a row in the league prior to him taking over. It's actually two years today since he took over. It was the sixth of February when when Lee Johnson left us in two thousand and sixteen. So it's another quite quirky thing. He left us on the same day uh, he was appointed. But it it's almost like this is this season's been sort of his first real test as a manager because he had everything in place before. You know when he took over, and he, I think he struggled, and now he's going to a club like Leeds, who, who expect to be in the top six. They want to be in the top six. I'm, I hope I hope he does well. I really do, but I'm I'm surprised they've picked a guy like him because I'm not sure he's going to take Leeds to where they want to go. And it it just had a bit sour grapes, but like I say, not many fans are are so gutted that he's actually left today.
1: Yeah, you touched on it there. Um, do you think Paul Heckenbottom is ready for a, a job like Leeds, which is obviously, a, 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 all things considered, is a step up from Barnsley. Um, do you think that he's ready for that? And it would be interesting to get Kevin's thought on, the, on that as a Leeds fan as well. Do you think he's the type of manager you'd like to see, that you know you're know you happy to uh, come in to replace Christensen? Uh,
0: personally, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the appointment because even though Barnsley have struggled this season, everybody knows why they're struggling because obviously... They lost so many good players uh, last season. It's always difficult to get the right people back in. So, whereas Barnsley have dipped a little bit, um, Heginbottom hasn't dipped. You know, he, he's, he's still a rising star as a coach goes, really, because he's done a, an amazing job, just like Clough at Burton, really. I'm not comparing Barnsley with Burton, obviously, but Barnsley are a stronger team, a stronger outfit. But like Clough, he, he's done something that he's not expected to do by keeping them you know, afloat with the players that he's got at at his disposal. Look at really between the lines. He he seemed to be critical of the way he had to do a lot of the jobs at Barnsley, uh, and he didn't really have time to go out on the training pitch to get his ideas across because he was doing so so much paperwork and so many other things behind the scenes that somebody else perhaps should have been doing. Which is why I think he was attracted to the Leeds job in a way because he was more or less, less being told, all you've got to do is go out on that training pitch and look after the players. We'll do everything else—recruitment, uh, uh, wages for the players, and everything else that goes with it. We'll, we'll sort all that out. You just concentrate on picking the team for Saturday. And I think he seemed quite relieved that that's that's even though he's, he's gone to Leeds, that's going to be his main focus just concentrating on the playing side, where he seems to have a lot of jobs at Barnsley behind the scenes. And I think he's been screaming out for a, a, somebody to come in to facilitate all the recruitment. And Barnsley obviously uh, haven't done that as yet. So in a way, wh- whereas, like you said, Barnsley maybe have not had as good a season as they did last year. I mean, when they beat us at Oakwell last season, 3-2, and it could have been a lot more, they were eighth in the league and looking really good. And then they lost all these strong players in the Jan- uh, January window and sort of dipped to around 14th. I think they finished last season, which is a respectful position. But they, they were challenging for the playoff spots uh, last January. But he's lost so many decent players, and they haven't really replaced them with like-for-like, like that the, the team has struggled this season. But well, whereas the team has struggled, I don't think Hegginbottom's uh, star has waned at, at all. I think... I think um, Leeds have looked at his record and thought, yeah, you are doing a great job there. And also, whilst he's been working at Bounds, I believe he's, he's been taking a degree at uh, Leeds University as well. So, he sounds a very intelligent lad. And um, I think he'll, he'll uh, going forward, he's the right sort of person that Leeds need now going into the last 16 games of the season, even though the next few games are very tough.
1: Here's a cool fact. fair view to have as, as, as an outsider looking in at Barnsley uh, and do you think that maybe you're, you are bit a, a little bit overly critical of Heckenbottom and, and his ability to maybe manage at a bigger club because he's leaving to a rival
2: I mean, It's right like Kevin says he's done a lot of the um, behind the scenes job, we didn't have a chief executive for Rams after Ben, ben Mansfield uh, to go to the cup the road again
0: uh,
2: <laughs> Sorry Rob <laughs> yeah, we'll, keep doing, we'll, keep, we'll keep doing it <laughs> yeah. Um yeah I mean I've, I've probably been a bit over critical it's just um just some like say some of the decisions he's made this season are a bit baffling and I think like I say I think the thing that's sort of annoyed a lot of people is why sign a new contract on on Friday I mean obviously he wasn't to know that Leeds were going to sack the manager by by the end of the weekend um but there's just just I've been I mean I've been reading the on Twitter today like other fans views and no one's really shedding a tear. You know, that it was almost as if maybe it was time for a change. he has been here two years. Twenty sixteen was fantastic. Start of twenty seventeen was alright up until after we beat Leeds when we saw a lot of players and it's it's just been a grind since. And I think with the new owners coming in as well, I think a few people are thinking, Well, what are they gonna do? They can they bring someone in a bit higher calibre? Um honestly it's just it's the feeling today is only, people only sort of gutted because Barnsley-born Paul Heckenbottom has gone to lead. It's not the fact that, we've, that we're have we changing manager. It's, um, it's quite bizarre really, but I think people have just got so fed up. The last few games to watch have been have been awful to watch. Um, if we do score, we only score once. And like I can see some of his decisions, full-backs playing at centre-back and vice versa. It's, there's not a great deal of um, upsetness that, that, that he's gone today.
1: As always, with, with managerial changes, it, it always comes down to what happens next. And, uh, you know, you might look back at Heckenbottom, what he's done this season as being great if the next manager comes in and tanks. You know, that happens sometimes. Or the next manager could come in and do so well, and it would sort of show Heckenbottom in, in maybe a bad light and show that maybe he wasn't ready for a bigger job and that his reputation was maybe not deserved. So just moving on to Barnes and where you go next here, Rob. Uh, I'm just looking at the betting odds, which is always fun when a manager does leave. Danny Cowley <laughs> is currently the favourite, the uh, Lincoln that's... Um, Lincoln City manager, who obviously made his name last year in the FA Cup, got Lincoln promoted and they're doing very well in League 2 at the moment, challenging for promotion again. Simon Grayson, Gary Monk, two names, Kevin will be... uh (laughs) will know well <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. at the top of the, the better odds. Uh, Paul Hurst uh, the Shrewsbury manager they're doing very well in League yeah. One. I spoke to their captain last week Abu Gogo, and he said that he thought that Paul Hurst was going on to better things and that he could go t- to the very top of the game so it would be interesting if that one came to fruition because he seems to be a very highly rated manager and you've also got Jürgen Klinsmann and Martin Yole <laughs> around which, which is just funny. <laughs> I don't think either of those two will be coming in but it's, it's always fun to see his name. So, so for you Rob out of those names is there anybody that stands out uh, that you'd like to see at um I
2: think I think this, this sort of managerial managerial appointment's a bit the I think if we had the old owners, you know, you know, the, the late Patrick Crime was still here. I think something like Paul Hurst, Danny Cowley Crowley would probably go for because that's what we've done before. We we like we recruited Mark Robbins from Rotherham when they were in Lee One at the time. So I think those sort of names I'd be thinking, yeah, yeah, I can see us going for them. These new owners, it's sort of like a a stab in the dark, really. I'm glad uh, Kevin uh, told me who Hans Wolf was earlier because I saw his name. <laughs> in the yeah. I had no idea who he was, so I'm uh, I'm pleased I now know where he's from. Um, I'd be happy with something like a, a a Crowley or a or a Paul Hurst, you know. But again, are they the same as Heckenbottom?
0: Yeah, Rob. Playing careers coming to mind. Paul Hurst comes in as well, Rob. The the benefits of that is you won't have to change the initials on the training uh, exactly. jackets. Exactly. save some money. That'll save a few quid for, for Barnes. <laughs> yeah,
2: well,
0: there's, there's Paul Harsey as well as the the caretaker. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's, <laughs> it's, it's ideal. It's, it's, ideal baseball baseball
0: baseball. it's interesting as well, because obviously, uh, as well as Heckingbottom, he's taken Jeremy Coppin, his assistant, um, the head of sports science, Nathan, Nathan Wilder, and the performance analyst, Alex Bailey. So it's a serious uh, recruitment, this by the owner of Leeds. He's, you know, he's letting him have the, his say on what backroom staff he wants as well. So I think it's um, a long-term appointment. I don't think it's just for the remainder of the season. Obviously, if he loses lose all 16 games, he'll review it. But uh, I'm sure he's thinking long-term with this appointment, and I think uh, he's happy that he's got the man he wants. And it's interesting to see that there was a clause in the contract. I know he's taken a while to sign that contract, but it makes you wonder, really, if in knew something was in the air, something was going to be happening in, in, in the sort of in February and they wanted to make sure that they didn't lose money out of it so they made a few quid out of that as well which is very clever but on who devised the contract in the first place I think really.
2: It's funny, I mean I, mean, I don't know if you believe anything Heckenbottom says now but um, when he spoke about his contract on Friday he said it had been signed a good few weeks ago they were only just announcing it on Friday because the transfer window, I don't know how long prior it had been signed but apparently it had been signed sealed for quite some time, but I mean, we're very good at putting low clauses in players and managers' contracts. We usually, sell best players for five hundred thousand, so um, the four hundred thousand freaking bottom, I'm I'm not surprised.
0: But well, another another thing, Rob, they, they did allow him to speak to Forrest, I believe as well. Did he have an interview with Forrest?
2: Uh, yeah, I believe. So. I think he might have talked to Sunderland as well. I think.
0: Oh, Karanka came fun. in. Yeah. Uh, he, into am sure. So I think they were allowing him to speak to clubs. So it's not yeah. as if they were saying, "You signed your contract, you can't go anywhere." I know Sunderland did make noises, but I don't think if, like anybody really, Dolly Grayson really and Coleman that I fancy doing that job. I think yeah. Heckingbottom did well to keep away from that one. But. Yeah. Um, I think Forrest was... I think he was attracted to that, but I think they went for a... Uh, Karanko, who's obviously got a team promoted from the Championship before, so I think they went for a bit more experience. But uh, it's interesting to see that they, they did allow him to speak to Forrest. And obviously, they didn't really stand in his way when Leeds sort of uh, came as well with the the clause in effect as well.
2: Which, again, makes me think that behind the scenes, possibly nothing wasn't as rosy as what they're making out. I mean, like I say... I- it's as if every job that's sort of become available, Ekinbott like has been like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him. So, that's I think he, maybe he thought he took us as far as he could, you know, not just the other way around where I'll say, i all saying, well, so, he, we yeah. think he's yeah. taken it. Maybe he did.
1: Yeah, just to finish off, uh, off the podcast today, I just want to, get both your thoughts on what you think the rest of the season's going to bring. I'll start with you, Rob, so we can finish on Leeds. Um, Barnsley's upcoming fixtures make it look like it's not the best time to have a manager change. Cause some huge ones come up, got out of form, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, followed by Burton Albion, Birmingham, whole city that they are four huge games. If you're going to stay up, um, so do you think maybe the chase hasn't cut, hasn't come at the best time, and, uh, and what do you think the rest of the season holds for Barnsley? Uh, maybe the j- manager will change it to freeing uh, the, the freeing thing that you need to, to push on to safety.
2: I, I think that's what we've got to hope. Hopefully, you know, sometimes you do get a little bit of a, a bump, don't you, when you make a when you, when you get a new manager. Um, one thing Heckenbottom said at the weekend, that I do agree with. He said after the the QPR defeat that these next two months will define our season, and I, I truly believe they will. We've got games now against teams around us we need I mean I say we need to win them. this Saturday is obviously we we want to win that because it's Sheffield Wednesday it's always a big boost and I think if we can get three points against them I think that would sort of build a bit of momentum up get the fans back on side because the fans like I say with the run we're on are very responding at the minute Um, if you ask me now what would I be happy with I'd say staying up if we finished where we are now I'd be happy Um, um, a few weeks ago I thought there was at least three teams worse than us in the division I'm not sure there is now, possibly two. Sunderland, Burton, I can see Hull getting out of it. So it's it's a massive two months for us coming up now. Big games against teams around us. We need to, we need to get some wins. And like I say, I'd, I'd be happy just to stay up anywhere above that, that dotted line. I will be pleased with, especially with everything that's gone on, on this season.
1: Yeah, and Kevin, uh you, as we mentioned earlier, seven points off the playoffs, which seems to be the aim. Looking at your next six pictures, similar story to Barnes, it seems like the next couple of months could define your season. Uh, you got Sheffield United on... Uh, at the weekend, an easy one for Paul Heckingbottom to kick off with, I'm sure. Then you've got <laughs> Bristol City at home uh, the following weekend, which looks like a must win if you're going to get that playoff spot. Uh, followed by Derby County, Brentford, Middlesbrough and Wolves. that are, are six huge games. <laughs> and it, 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 looking at your recent form, I'm struggling to see where you're going to get that many points out of it. So uh, you're more confident than I am.
0: Well, I am, so under Christiansen, yeah, it did look a tough uh, prospect, but with the new uh, manager in, tow, obviously this, the team sort of lifts itself, I think, when a, somebody new comes in. I'm sure they won't be going out with the same sort of motivation they've had in the last uh, few weeks. I'm sure Heggingbottom will uh, look at the situation and get them lifted, especially for, the, for massive games, like you say, that are coming up, and it will define our season, um, but it you know, if if he comes in like uh, another Yorkshireman that we uh, we snared from Sheffield Wednesday thirty years ago, Howard Wilkinson, he was the last the yorkshireman that came to Ellen Road. Uh, came from another club. If he follows suit, then I'll be quite happy with that and um, takes us, you know, to the uh, dreamland. That um, maybe not this season, but hopefully next season. But as long as we finish the season on a high with the next sixteen games, I think I think most Leeds fans will be quite optimistic for the future.
1: And with that, we are now out of time. I just want to thank both Kevin and Rob for joining me today and to all of you for listening. We hope you join us again
0: soon. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?